Welcome to the podcast of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Ishen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. The Amplified said, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to appreciate those who diligently work among you, recognize, acknowledge, and respect your leaders who are in charge over you in the Lord and will give you instruction. The spirit of recognition is what activates the power of the flow of virtue. When you don't come to a place where you recognize the importance of something in your life, you will not know how to position yourself um, to be blessed. So when you connect to a leader, when someone is placed in a divine place of feeding you, laboring among you, and who is over you in the Lord, the Bible said, when you encounter such people, endeavor to know them and recognize them, acknowledge them, and respect them as they lead you and give you instructions of the Holy Spirit. In the verse 13, he says, And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourself. So you cannot esteem them, you cannot respect them, you cannot honor them until you have come to the place of knowing and recognizing them. And when you recognize them, you say you have to esteem them not highly, but very highly. You cannot receive from a man or a woman your dishonor in your heart. You cannot receive from a man or a woman you despise. When the Bible says that don't allow anyone to despise your youth, it's because immediately people begin to despise you. They disconnect from the flow of the blessings connected to your life. So when you encounter spiritual men and spiritual authority, the Bible says esteem. You see, the reason why some people cannot receive is because they don't esteem. You cannot gather people and speak evil of a man and desire to receive the anointing upon the man. To esteem them very highly. As I begin to pastor the church, I begin to get to know a lot of things that 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 gives me access to know uh, why some people are not blessed. Man of God, do you know that there are pastors in this, your church, who tell people to go to other churches? You have no idea. You have no idea. Mm. And you see, it's it very surprising. It's because um, as I begin to preach, you understand. I mean, so you understand some people are here, but they are not connected. So no matter whatever you do, nothing will change. 
because of their selfish and uh, how do you tell somebody, you know, I love you, but because I love you, if I decide to love you here to create a lot of problems, so can you go to that church? So I love you from the other church. <laughs> and they think we don't know. Yeah. Uh, Amplify said, and we ask that you appreciate them and hold them in the highest esteem in love because of their work. So you are holding them in the highest esteem, not because of their person, but because of their work, which they do on your behalf and live in peace with one another. Uh, it's, it's a struggle to be a prophet and also to pastor. Because if I'm doing my work as a prophet, uh, most of the time, there is no connection in the human dimension. I mean, as I, I travel to, 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 to minister all around, when I'm done ministering, I am gone. I, I don't have the responsibility of feeding, of helping, of nurturing, of guiding. I don't have the time of you calling me at night and telling me your issues and your problems because as a prophet, my assignment is to bring you to a realm of relationship where you will be able to know the Lord for yourself. I, 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 I am not a pastor. But when you begin to pastor, you realize that uh, there is a dimension of the flow of love you need to, to, to operate in. So even though you see the heart, you see the intentions of people, the scripture that says that be at peace among yourself. So there are things you just have to ignore for the sake of peace. So the Bible is telling us that we should live in peace with one another. So if everywhere you go, there is disorder, everywhere you go, there is a problem, everywhere you go, there are issues, the problem is not the people, the problem is the quality of your Christian life. Because there is a realm of growing where you can live with witches and wizards. And you will never have a problem with witches and wizards. The only problem that witches and wizards will have is that your fire is dimming their light. So, you will bring you to the choir, you can't stay in the choir. We'll take you to the Austrian department, you can't stay. You enter marriage, you can't stay. You enter relationship, you can't stay. Everybody is a witch, everybody is a wizard. The problem is you. Live at peace with all men. Verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. There are people in the church who are unruly. They are not disciplined. They are out of order. And the Bible said, when you are presiding over the people of God, for you to be able to pastor them and help them become what I want them to become as, as they have the image of Christ, you need to warn them. So when we are warning you from the pulpit, it is not because we want to warn you. We are doing the work we have been asked to do. It's a warn them, those who are unruly, those who are not disciplined, those who operate in disorder. What is disorder? 
Disorder is any kind of advice that someone gives you in your own home that makes you to hate your wife. Disorder is any form of advice that somebody gives you that makes you to dishonor your husband. Disorder is any kind of advice that makes you operate out of, 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 of whatever you understand or you don't understand. You don't understand, you understand all. Like yesterday, I was watching a video and I want that man to be arrested. Then we'll find out what was wrong with the man. It is disorder. Yeah, when you steal, you must be arrested. Oh, mm-hmm. and this man was in a traffic light, and I, 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 I said, "What is this?" I don't know if you have seen that video. You've seen it. So we need to arrest him to find out. Maybe he was sick, or there was a problem with the car. But we need to arrest. So we are looking for car number. Uh, is it uh, C dash? They should arrest that man from the pulpit. When you talk to the pastor, why do you talk this way? When there is order, we have to bring order. There is no way there can be growth in a place of disorder. Lack of peace is a sign of disorder. Every time you see there is no peace in a place, you cannot be, be fighting or no nation can develop while they are still uh, um, having uh, 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 what you call war. We, 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 cannot, we cannot grow. So Amplify said, Okay, let me finish the King James. Comfort the feeble-minded. There are people that are so feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Amplify said. We earnestly urge you, believers, admonish those who are out of line. There are people that are out of line. Say, admonish those who are out of line. The undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly. So, we are supposed to warn. And he said, encourage the timid who lack spiritual courage. Help the spiritually weak. So, there are people who are spiritually weak. Don't gossip about them. You have gossiped, uh, nothing happened. Bible say help, you are gossiping. Gossiping is not a form of help. Someone has a problem, why do you gather people to gossip about the person? It said, help those who are spiritually weak. So in case you are spiritually weak this morning, we are here to help you. And said, be very Patient with everyone, always controlling your temper. As a pastor, I am surprised I'm still pastoring. Because when I look at some people, if it was like 10 years ago, like I would have slapped them. Yeah. You know, as a pastor, I've slapped people before. Am I proud of that? No. But did I do it? Yes. Have I regretted? Yes. If I have an opportunity, will I do it again? No. Mm-hmm. You dear, you don't accept your fault. You're always right. God bless you. <laughs> I slap some people in church. I, I, I slap the guy. Why you know you when I slap the guy? How do you hide behind social media and insult me? 
So this guy decided to hide behind social media and insult me because I'm a pastor. So when I met him in church, I slapped him. Well, I think I've slapped two people so far since I started pastoring. Yeah. One of them began to manufacture lies about me. And I don't respond to lies. If you have heard anything about me, don't think that I'll respond to it. I don't have time. Whatever you have heard, you can believe it. It's your own problem. Or you can choose not to believe it. It's also your own problem. Because what you believe, what you don't believe about me doesn't change me. The only thing that changes me is the word of God and me. And the things I want to change. So, this brother was moving around saying foolish things about me. And, and was messing up my name and you know was saying so when I heard about some of them I said oh let this go you know brother is the if we're in ministry you hear all these things and this brother kept on so at the point I where I felt like I need to discipline him so I'm talking about the temple so let me start with myself so that you will see the goodness of God in our lives and so this guy was moving around saying, I said I will not help him. And if I will help him, he should sleep with somebody's wife. Yeah, me. I said he should sleep. So some of you are here, you are so naive. You hear all kinds of food and you believe. It's because we don't talk. So I said he should sleep with someone's wife. So when the prophet, man of God, called me this, I said, you see, in this ministry, eh, I mean, there are a lot of things they have said about me. There are times when I look at what they have said, I don't know whether I'm the one. Uh-huh. So, man of God, forget it. I mean, I know the guy you are talking about. He's my son. And I don't want my heart to be polluted. So I said, let him forget the issue. Then they call my, 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 the church line again, and they speak to my PA, Mr. Ashon. And I said, they should let all this thing. And, you see, when you decide not to respond, people believe that hey, maybe there is truth. That's why you don't want to respond. But I tell you, it's better you let things die. And the man of God that this young man went to see, also because I said, oh, it's no, it's nothing, let's go, was moving around telling people, you people, you're Bernard, you're Bernard. You don't know how that guy is. Hey, how that guy is. So another person called me. I said, ah. So I called the man of God. I said, man of God. You called me, say that uh, this brother, I've told you that let it go. Why are you still telling people that, okay, be on the line. You want to know the truth. Me, if you know me, I like be on the line. Uh, or let me face to face. Like yesterday, someone said, they say this one is a witch. I said, go and tell the pastor. I say he's lying. That the person is not a witch. So if they want us to know who is a witch, number one, they should call me. They should call the pastor. And let's call the person they say is a Let's gather. And let the pastor look at the face of the person and tell her you are a witch. And I will tell the pastor the person is not a witch. And I'll prove to him he's a big liar. He's, he's anointed by God, but not anointed to lie. But in this case, he's lying. And people ran away when I, I throw that challenge. Are you following the, the, the thing I'm saying? I don't like what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it's the word of God. It's the temper aspect. I've not come to my message yet. So, for some of you, your problem is the temper. That is the temper. When you're angry, it's like you are mad. And today that there's social, some of you, we see your madness on your WhatsApp status. We know who we are talking about too. We read all of that too. When you are writing your motivational, uh, we know why you are writing it. We, we, we know. So, I was on the phone and I called the other guy and I said, I, I said, you keep quiet. I said, sir, how are you? He said, yes, papa. Thank you, papa. I'm happy, papa. Oh, papa, thank you. I said, oh, my son, I call him my son. My son, ministry is all fine. I said, when was the last time you came to me for help? It's all oh, just last Sunday. And I asked, how much did I give you? He said, a thousand something. I said, okay. Did I ask you to do it? I said, ah, how? I said, have I been doing, how long have I been doing this? He says, ah. Um, I asked you to go and look for a facility for a ministry. And what did I say? I would say, say, you say you come and pay. And I said, okay, fine. And I said, oh, but are you the one saying, I said, I will not help you. He said, me, Papa, how can I? Oh, my father. Hey, my father. And the other man of God was on the line. So I said, hold on. I said, man of God, did you hear what he said? And the other guy was shocked. So I said, man of God, this is what you wanted to hear. Drop the call. So I made the man of God drop the call. And I began to deal with my son. And I said, why are you doing this? Me, I'm a good man, but I said, Papa, I'm sorry. I don't know what came to me. I said, don't worry. A lot of things come on people and they do all kinds of things. So I have forgiven you, but don't get close to me for some time. And even church, go to other churches. Because if I see you, I will beat you. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the person the truth. So you let there be time. I forgive you. I have nothing against you. But uh, you don't come to church. I can't guarantee your safety. And the person came and I assaulted him. Am I right? Yeah. Did I go against the law? Yes, I went against the law. Me bono. Maka maka. Me bono. Me bono ama me rings niya yiye. I beat the guy. Am I, am I happy? No. If you are arrested, but I beat the guy. So, I'm, I did be here. I beat the guy. I'm telling you, I beat him. Me Senior, were you not there? Didn't I beat the guy? Igwe was bad, eh? But you saw me beating the guy. So, don't think we can't beat you. So, don't say, man of God, you are fighting. I did not fight. The Bible said the man of God must not fight. It did not say the man of God must not beat. So when you read your Bible, know the difference between fighting and beating. Yeah, if you don't understand grammar, consult your dictionary. I did not fight. I beat the guy. Said so I give point. He was looking at me. And I beat him rough. And I, after that, I gave him money to take her and go home. And next time, you won't be saying those kind of things. So that's one of the things I've done in ministry that I've never, I'm not proud of. I'm not proud. And I realized that it was out of anger. And the Bible says that be patient unto all men. 
It doesn't mean what they have done. The Bible be patient. So I'm asking myself, now what is that guy even thinking of me now? A man of God can beat me like that. Can beat me. What I, I did it to, but how can you be? Are you not a man of God? And, and I realize that I did not operate by this scripture. But I want you to, I did it. The second person was somebody I prophesied to who by now is supposed to be in some place and was not there. And I began to minister and show him things that, and the person happened to be Mr. Sean's mate. And who did something to somebody at school. And they did things. So once his friends were done with university, were working, the guy was smoking weed. Yeah. No shit. Sniffing cocaine. So after the prophecy, I realized that we needed help. So I said, I will give you scholarship. So we, we correct all the error. Don't, so I said, I'll give him scholarship. Then, so the first challenge was, go and get your uh, SSE or WASI or whatever certificate. So one day I was going, I was with him, came to church, I said, brother, uh, this week I want to go with you to the school because I'll be traveling. So we get a certificate so we can start the rest. Then I called his line, then someone pick up. I said, I want to talk to so-so and so. He said, hey, the liar. He said, oh. And this person abused me on the line. I don't know why people think they can abuse me. And they think I can't abuse them. Don't bring it to. I'm a Christian. I fight the good fight of faith. Am I preaching good? Or you don't like this one? Like your pastor is beating people. Say, How can my pastor be? Some people will not tell you the truth. But me, I'm telling the truth. So better take it to. Many have told you their success story. Many have not told the things they have regretted. So, I called this person and the person insulted me. And I mean, I will call several times to have evidence. So, I drove to Takoradi. Two weeks, a week or some days later, I received a message on my water. Foolish man of God. You are a liar. You lie to people. I said, oh, brother. Hi. So why are you saying hi? Uh, use other words on me. I said, oh, but what have I done? So go away. You deceive people. I said, okay. Because people think I deceive. So if you say I deceive, I don't know what to say. But even you said they say you are deceiving people. So me, foolish man, said all kinds of things. So, me, I have the patience. When I want to beat you, I have patience for you. I said, but what have I done? Is I not the one who says, oh, brother, do you know that I call your number all this time? So you call and so, I know the pastor can't do. Then he even sent voice notes. And I also responded with voice notes, with patience. I don't know whether that, that, that time, no, I caught you with that. Then I buffed. So I told him, brother, I try helping you. So if you insult me, don't worry. But anywhere I meet you, I will beat you. Hide behind social media to insult me. But when I see you in person, I will beat you. Anywhere, I will beat you. 
I said, you, can you beat me? Can you beat me? I said, it's not about words. It's okay. And he was taller than me. So when I see you, so I cut the call. Then, days later, I saw he came to ride. Man of God, Papa, I am sorry. I said, apology, accepted. But when I see you, I will beat you. So one day, after preaching from this same hotel, Preaching the word of God. The Bible said, don't despise the chastening of the father. And here I'm the father. My son was wrong. I need to chastise him. And I saw him sitting at the back. I said, today Thomas will cry. <laughs> so I went close to him and I pulled a chair. And I sat down. And I said, how are you? He said, Papa, I am fine. I said, Thomas. Am I the one you were insulting? So I don't know what came over me. I said, today I will show you what came over you. I will, and I beat the guy. I beat the guy. I beat the guy. I beat the guy. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. Be patient toward Oh man, but this scripture did not apply to me. I forgot that it was in the Bible. I beat the guy. Another time, a man of God was fooling. And I was going to go to his church for a wedding. And I called him. And I said, But I want to tell you what I will do when I come there. So I'm speaking my mind so that you know what will happen. My church member was marrying from his church. So I can't say I won't go. And I was going there to beat him. Thank God he used diplomacy to save the situation. But whatever I needed, I told him. Now, when I look back as I'm growing, not as a pastor, because I'm first a Christian. Now, what is the character to be exhibited when you are provoked? It's not the way I acted in all the three situations. Even though I have done it already. And after that, there have been more provocation that goes beyond that. And those provocation, I applied this scripture. Be at peace with all men. Live at peace with all men. Live at peace with all men. And be patient toward all men. And I have seen people done worse. And I've been patient towards them. Your temper could be the reason why your marriage is not working. It's not the devil. If you use the first one I painted, your marriage would collapse. Your business will collapse. But if you use this one I'm painting right now, be patient with everyone. It means when you are even provoked. I have seen provocation that are deeper than these three issues I said. Very damaging to my person, damaging to my ministry, damaging to everything I stand for. And I realized as a believer, I need to be patient 
with all men. It is someone's prophetic word this morning. Patience will deliver you from many things. Patience will preserve you from many things. When I look at myself now, and I look at myself then, I think I want now than then. But if not, that some of you, I would have slapped you. Imagine a pastor slapping everybody. What kind of pastor is that? So tell somebody, be patient with everyone. So be patient with your pastor too. And be pastor, be patient with your church members. And brother, be patient with your sister. And sister, be patient with your brother. And be patient with your beloved. This is, this is the seventh relationship you have entered because you don't have patience. And you are saying that it's the lady or the brother who is no good. It's your problem now. Because anger destroys a lot. Uh, there are two things in my ministry as a prophet, uh, three, that I have seen it has destroyed people's life. Anger. When God opens up things to me, and I see how people have followed their anger, their temper, and they have destroyed things. Then number two, I have seen bitterness and offense. Bitterness of offense and offense. And I have seen sexual immorality. This three, I have seen I destroyed people's life. There are many things. I go open my eyes and I minister to people and I begin to see it. Verse 15. See that not render evil for evil unto any man. But here was the preacher rendering evil unto evil. But ever follow that which is good. So, we don't have to repay another with evil for evil. But we must look out for what is good and endorse it. That's why I'm endorsing my character of patience this morning. And I don't want impatience in my life. And I endorse your good character in the name of Jesus. But follow that which is good. Both among yourselves and to all men. So let us endorse what is good. Verse 16. Rejoice evermore. So rejoice is a personal decision. There are reasons you can have to cry. There are reasons you can have to be sad. To be depressed. I mean there are so many things happening. That can bring you to that place of sadness. But according to the scripture. No matter what you find yourself in. Rejoice evermore. You dated a guy for seven months. Suddenly the guy disappeared. Babu said rejoice. Right now, your husband or your wife is seeking for divorce. Bible says rejoice. You invested all your money into a business and you were scammed out of that business. Bible says rejoice. You were married and there are problems in the marriage. Bible says rejoice. Why? Because others are not even married to say they have problems. Some people wish they will be married without problem in addition. You are single, you are not married. Bible says rejoice. You are not able to break through. 
Bible says rejoice. It says rejoice evermore. It's a personal decision. You know? Me, I am not sad. And I can't be sad. And I will never be sad. The day you see me, sir, come and encourage me. I have never needed encouragement from any man once. But people encourage me and I like it. Like in this program, there's somebody, almost every day, this person sent me a message. And no, and time see. Because if I'm a pastor and I'm waiting for people to say, man of God, thank you for, and time see you. Oh, you don't know. Then when entrance in offering our Babaji, you'll be offended. So I have come to the point, I don't need to be encouraged. I do what I must do. But when this person, every day when I'm done, this person will send a message. Thank you, Papa, for pouring yourself out today. Every day, since day one. And I was so amazed. I said, hey, for 21 years of pro- I have never seen that before. Ah. I can close church and I can tell you in a man the number of messages I receive for people encouraging me. So I realized that I don't need encouragement. I need to encourage myself. Because if you want them to do, they won't do it. The same way, if you are waiting for me to encourage, I might not do it. So Bible says, rejoice evermore. Because Roma Yeshi. Baby Yeshi. Yeah. Brother. Everywhere. So look at nice brother. Brother Malachi. One of his prayer topics is marriage. Why is she? <laughs> so he's praying, he's praying for marital breakthrough. You say you come and do what? Concentrate on yourself. Rejoice evermore. Tell someone rejoice evermore. If there is something that is making you sad, please go and rejoice. There are some may be murder. There are some may be murder. When I heard that some of these guys were, um, uh, when they went to court, they were remanded in prison custody. It was not, I was not okay. I was thinking about the law. I was thinking about their family. I was thinking about a lot of things. But I told myself, could it be that even out of this situation, God can bring something wonderful, both to uh, Shatawale, medical, and uh, the, the man of God. Maybe God can give the man of God a good vision, a good mission. So rejoice forevermore. Or oh, what do you think? Are you not rejoiced? No way. You don't rejoice. Rejoice forevermore. Pray without ceasing. Pray with that season. Amplify said, be an unceasing and persistent in prayer. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. So you pray once, the answer has not come, pray again. Keep on praying till the answer comes. Verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in everything, the Bible says give thanks. That's why I give thanks for your life. We have not gotten to where God wants us to get to. But what we have gotten to is far better than where we used to be. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. So one of the will of God for our life is
is for us to give thanks. In every situation, give thanks. Father, I thank you for my life. Father, I thank you for, for everything I'm going through. Father, I thank you. You begin to thank him and things begin to happen. Amplify said, in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. So, being thankful is one. And continuing in that realm of thanksgiving is another. Because most people are ungrateful. Most people are ungrateful. Because they operate with forgetfulness. When people get married, me, I watch people for a long time. When people come and introduce their beloved to me, I watch for a long time. Be thankful. When the problems come, be thankful. Or what do you think? Yeah. So, my wife always tells me that, I've told her that, she is my portion in this life. She is the one God has given to me. So, everything about her, I like it. There is nothing I've ever asked to change. I like it. I like, I like it just like that. Say Amen. Because I remember when I could not date. And today if I'm not only dating and I'm married, I think it's far better than when I was single. Oh, what do you think? Oh, what do you think? I remember I've, I've prayed and I've asked God for a lot of things and they have not, God have not answered. And I don't know why he has not answered. But I think that my today is far better than yesterday. So how do I begin crying because the things I'm looking for have not come? Today, at least, I have people who send me text messages. Years ago, I wasn't receiving. Yesterday, when I look on all my six phones, when I got home around, was it 10? 10 or 11? Almost 11. Tired, exhausted from church. And I want to sleep because I did not sleep the night before. And I saw me, I was happy. Hey, so even me, people think about me. I thank God for everything. I thank God for the church. Look at how nice we are looking, even though we are not done. And I look at when we started. And I said, God, I have a reason to thank you. Can you look at your life and know there is a reason to thank God? Because some people are dead and gone. But you are, you are, you are, you are even worse than that, your friend who died. Look at the way you are still alive. Say, tell somebody, thank God. Verse 19. Quench not the spirit. Which means that the spirit can be quenched. There are things when we do, we quench the spirit. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. But the Holy Spirit will be restricted to flow in some places. The Holy Spirit power cannot be demonstrated by somebody living in sin and in a sin contaminated environment. The Spirit will love to move. But the 
environment and your state of life can hinder the Holy Spirit from moving. God can use everyone and can use everything because he even gave an animal a prophetic word to speak to a prophet. So God can use a prostitute to prophesy. God can use a liar to prophesy. God can use a white beater to prophesy. God can use a fornicator to prophesy. God can use a, someone who is gay to prophesy. But if God keeps on using a liar, I will question God. Because his name is the Holy Spirit. So he needs a dimension of alignment with righteousness to use you. You know, every time I come to the platform or the pulpit, I ask forgiveness before I'm on the platform. But I can't take this thing for granted though. Me, I, I, I can't, like, like I'm, I'm climbing, I climb like, I know. I saw years ago when someone went to sleep at their boyfriend's house. And from straight from boyfriend's house was coming to church. And was coming to lead worship. Boldness to lead worship. And lifted their hands to lead worship. And the Holy Spirit started caning the lady. Philly, Philly, we are watching worship leader. Removing, I don't know that long thing you people do. How you call it? Eh? No, that, no, we don't do it. You like uh, all this China, uh, bone straight, uh, bone, and, uh, no, that thing needs to do with, eh? Rasta. Kongro, hey. aha. Began to remove it. Me, yebio, me, yebio, me, yebio, me, yebio. Ah, ah. She had to confess before the Holy Spirit stopped caning. From that time, I don't mount any pulpit by just mounting. You know. Father, I don't know. Whatever I might have done, forgive me. Forgive me. Before I mount a pulpit, if I lied last night, Father, forgive me. I don't know. But you forgive me. And I do it consciously. I do it consciously. So quench not the spirit. Because the spirit can be quenched. Your life that can quench the flow of the spirit in your life. Association can quench the flow of the spirit. It said do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the workings and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Don't be dead. Don't be dead. Where are my messages? I'll, I'll close at that time. Um, yeah. He said, despise not prophesying. I was looking through the Bible and I was looking at the things that we have been asked not to despise. One of the things we have asked not to despise has to do with our relationship with God. Don't despise that relationship you have with God. It cost Jesus Christ his life for you to be saved. It cost him to lose everything for you to be saved. And there is a place that is appointed unto man. That once you die, there shall be judgment. Don't live your life as if that life is all about what you are living. There is judgment at the end of the day. And so Jesus became the price to be paid for your redemption. Don't despise the workings of the blood. And 
and I saw that don't let any man despise your youth. Don't let anyone, whether the person is president, is prophet, is whoever, is said don't. So that means you are the one who guide against any boy despising you. That's why when you try to despise me, I cut you off. Then I saw that you don't also have to despise small beginning. Because great endings are woven into small beginning. Being an adult or being a child is the beginning to becoming an adult. So that's what every adult was once a child. Every millionaire was once not a millionaire. All things being equal. Because there are some people, they receive an inheritance. They are a millionaire even from the womb. May that be the portion of your children. It says, don't despise. So you started that business. Don't despise the business now. Today you go. The next day you don't go. Now you are making family and, family and friends. People can come. They can buy anything they will not pay. Or I make a check property. I don't like some Christians at all. Pastor want to buy. So you go, Pastor, take it for free. A book with you, man. Take your word for free. Oh, when you, at that time, when we come to buy, sell it. Time, if you want to bring an offering, you bring it. Or what do you think? Yeah. Because you are not doing charity. It is business you are doing. Business you are looking for, 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 for providing need or solving people's problem. Not even getting money. Because if your essence of going to business is to make money, you start mourning. Despise not. Then the Bible says, despise not prophesying. So why do you despise prophecy? You receive one word. How have you held on to that word? What have you done with that word? He said, Papa, receive more. Some of you, I'm sure the reason you're not receiving your word, you have despised prophet. You don't even remember what God said. I have never been expectant in my life. In the last 21 years, as a prophet, like I am concerning 2022. The first person who gave me invitation that when my time is up, he want to bring me, want to bring me to America. But I said no. When my day is over, the first nation I want to enter is Jamaica. Because I have received a word in connection with Jamaica. So let me enter the land of Jamaica. Let me go and receive what God has for me. You despise prophetic word. The Lord tell you, go into that business. Don't sleep. You did not sleep last night. Yeah, give me a wave so that you know. Yeah. No, lift it so they will know that you are the one. Yeah, so that, so that it's not somebody will take you. Yeah, despise not even the man of God preaching. And you are sleeping. It's like you are despising the preaching. Despise not. How I wish that God will give me words. This 21 day, he'll give me words about myself. Do you know why the 21 I have not missed one? Do you know why I have not missed one? Because I received a word from Apostle Emmanuel Inkum that go and 
do this. For this what God is saying. I went into prayer and God spoke to me. And I went to God and I began to lay my terms before him. Brother, the first week we started, the, it was not, and God has done one of them. I can't share with you because I can't trust you. But you, you despise prophetic words. And this is the Bible law. It's telling you there are many things the Bible never asks us to despise. But the Bible stated clearly, don't despise prophecy. Why? Number one, prophecy carries the voice of God. It carried the voice of God. It is the voice of God that will bring certainty to your pursuit. Many are moving around without direction. Because they don't have the voice of God. They have the opinion of men. And I have said, never build your life on what worked yesterday. One of the painful lessons I have learned. Because what worked yesterday might not necessarily work today. If that business idea worked yesterday, we had, we used to have um, what we call this telephone booth. Where if you want to make a call, have you been seeing them? How many people patronize them? We to have post office all around. I don't remember the last I even received a letter. Where it's easier in two minutes, in one minute, in one second, I can receive the email. You say I should do what? What worked yesterday might not necessarily work today. I have seen men and women who used to be standing in their days. They were giant all around. And they were thinking it shall be that forever. Don't build on yesterday. Build on the word of God. Build on the revelation he has given to you. And one of the surest ways you can build is when God releases a word. Because prophecy edifies. It edifies. It is from the word edify that we have the word edifice. So prophecy builds up. It builds up your future. It builds up your life. It builds up your health. I have seen people. They said they they have problems with their two kidneys. And under prophetic covering, they receive one word. One word. And the Lord said, go. I have healed your two kidneys. They go to carry test. And they said there is nothing. Despise no prophecy carries the voice of God. The voice of God carries the nature of God. The nature of God carries the power of God. When I speak, it represents who I am. Move come in border. Go. So I have given my word through my voice to Imboda. Let's see what my word. So it carries my power. If I have asked him to get up, you would have gotten up. Because it's in my voice. But when I handed the voice to him through the word, he's up. Don't be tired. Prophecy carries the voice of God. When you despise prophecy, you despise the voice of God. Many have been grounded because they choke with prophecy. I can't say people. Do you know that 
this the collapse of this financial institution God told me in 2012 you know Master Tony he's with Dr. Mr. Marquis I called him and I told him what the Lord have told me is going to happen to the financial institutions in Ghana then he took me to meet a man he's a pastor now with I think he's the chairman of Fountain Gates now he used to work with Zener Bank and was the overall head I've forgotten his name and we went to his office and I began to speak to him about everything and there were other MDs who were connected in fact there were other people who owned banks who were connected then I, I told them in fact so I gave them their banks and some of them took it for granted. Today, it's not there. It's not there. I said, don't despise prophecy. Tonight, there is a word for you. When you receive that word, build your life around it. Bible said, despise not prophesying. Don't let anyone fool you. You don't need prophecy. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't read their Bible. They don't read their Bible. They don't know it. Forget about whoever they are. The Bible said, despise not prophesying. I told you, a lady, she was here within the week. She did something that was criminal. It was criminal. They moved some things out. Because the person, something, something. And by the time they were even solving that urgent need. The person involved died. To return the money, auditors found out. And the bank instituted charges. The first thing, you will lose your job. The second thing, we are pressing criminal charges against you. You are going to jail during a number of years. And she came here and said, go and look for Bernard there, Bernard. When she came, I said, this is what the Lord is saying. Mercy had taken over judgment. You will not go to jail. You will not lose your father and go to jail in addition. Who will take care of your husband and your children. God said, I call Pastor Gideon. I said, Pastor Gideon, go into prayer with her for three days. Because the word has come. Pastor Gideon went into prayer. By the third day, the head said, everyone is saying we should press criminal charges. And we have already pressed it. She was arrested. But something is telling me to drop it. The bank has never done that before. And the bank dropped all the charges. And they told the police, we are the one who brought up. No, we don't want it. One of them was saying, we don't want it. They dropped it. And that is not the testimony. The testimony is that the head of HR called another bank and said, this is our former staff. This is what she has done. I can tell you she's one of the best people. We don't know what happened. We want you to give her a job. 
By the time she was coming the next week, she was there with her letter. Don't joke when God speaks. Don't joke when God speaks. People don't know. I want to see someone. And when I moved out, I was telling myself, Lord, you gave me names. And you said, these people are my destiny helpers. And I wrote the names. And I went back to see the person. And I said, sir, I'm bringing just eight things. He said, why Bernard? I said, sir, the Lord told me. In fact, some of them, God gave me their names before I met them. In fact, one of them was even angry with me. And when I find out he was offended in me, at the particular time when he needed me, I had disappeared. When I find out, I said, ah, he pulled up, told me you are my helper. I called him, I said, how are you? I'm fine. I said, you know that this work of ministry, a lot of things in it. Hmm? And uh, I feel like the thing is here we go up, is here we come down, is here we. There is only one thing a Christian must do when the Christian is offended. That is forgive. I'm not even asking you. I want you to forgive. Let it go. So, Papa, I, I cannot hold this against my father. Oh, my son. Why? God said he's my helper. Look, even God is someone is your helper. That's why you annoy them the more. That's why you annoy them. I said, not me. But if I say forgive me, I say change my name from Bernard to Bernard. I'm asking of Bernard to It's my height, not the same. He said, sit down. If you have received a word during this convention or any other time you have received a word, don't despise the word. Despise not prophesying. Prophecy carries the voice of God. Prophecy establishes the purposes of God. Number two, it establishes the purpose of God. I wouldn't be here if God did not speak. His purpose established. He came during the week. He said, Man of God, do you remember me? I said, No. He said, I am lawyer, so so and so. When she mentioned, I said, Ah, where have you been? He said, Man of God, I've been in America all this while with my husband. Why? She married the first, the husband died. Married the second, the husband died. Married the third, the husband died. Was dating the fourth one. They were preparing. She had already told the guy she was dating that three marriages, strangely, all of them died. And the guy was ready and they were praying about it. And somebody from somewhere, may somebody from somewhere not confuse your people. And came Didn't you come and meet all of us in this church? Have you seen all of us? We are we are we have tried getting married. Are you not scared? We know she is beautiful. We know she has money. We know she's intelligent. We know she's spiritual. So why did we all observe her? 
You, do you have what it takes to marry her? Don't you know that the first three months they died? And none of them was in less than one year old. Brother, can you contain it? Brother, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you spiritually you are strong. So what is the best? He's destroying the lady. He has not said they don't marry you. But the lady has already told the guy a long time what has happened, but somebody appeared. May in the day of your rise, nobody appear to confuse. And suddenly, the guy called of the wedding. Called it off. Twenty thirteen. Before I got married, we had a convention, and I picked there, and I began to minister. This is what the Lord is saying. What has happened is from him, because in the next four months, what is your own is coming. But what has happened is from him. And she understood it. Because the guy said, we should break up. And she was holding, begging. Begging. Oh, could you? Could you? Could you? If you leave me, look at the disgrace. Look at the disgrace. And some have gone through that painful experience. So people have already put a tag on her. And as God said, someone from somewhere just met her, loved her, just like that. Had all this nonsense about her. He said, I believe you are my wife. Married her. They moved to America. She was practicing in Ghana. In America, there are about eight states that she can practice now. And she began to share the testimony. And I realized, and found whatever might have happened. It doesn't matter Moesi. It doesn't matter Mangofroka. It doesn't matter Moefi Wunsim. Sanyameka Safawa Brabawa. That is what it will be. And I want to encourage somebody this morning. I don't know what you are going through. Mini Mary Fim, Mini Mawesi. But if Nyameka Safawa, it is the difference maker. It's what makes the difference. And this morning I pray for somebody who is at the verge of giving up. Who is at the verge of letting go. That if God has spoken uh, it shall be the way he has said it. If he said he will lift you, he will surely do it. If he said he will heal you my God will do it. Now let me close because the next scripture is very important. But if I see everything and I don't see that one, it's like I did not. So despise not prophesying. Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophecy or spoken revelation, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. That's from the Amplifier. Now the next of the 21 says, prove all things. The fact that we don't have to despise prophecy doesn't mean we need to take everything. Not even from a man of God like me. I don't know if that makes sense. Not even for somebody who has been doing this work. Oh my God, up to now. Not because, maybe I will shock you. 
prove all things. He said, hold fast that which is good. Prove all things. You don't have to despise prophecy, but prove all things. The amplifier said, but test all things carefully. Bible says, test it carefully. When prophet Bernard L. Bernard prophesied to you, the Bible said, test it carefully. Test it carefully. So you can recognize what is good. Hold family to that which is good. I think the message Bible also says, on the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only what is good. Throw out anything tinted with evil. When a prophet of God comes to a place of acceptance, it becomes dangerous for the people of God. And I repeat it. When a prophet of God comes to a place of acceptance, it is dangerous for the people of God. Number two, when a prophet of God comes to a place of acceptance, it is dangerous for him. One day in the church, I began to ask people questions. They should tell me why they would leave the church. And I heard people say, oh me, I would never. And I felt it just wasn't good. As a believer here, you have a reason why you would leave this church. If you don't have a reason, then I'm building a cult. Get to me. So I'm not proud. Papa, I can never leave. I can meet. I can leave some things. Yeah, I can leave. God knows. God knows me. For me, I know myself. I can leave some things. <laughs> Don't let me bring it on a higher level so they begin to look at me in some ways. I can leave some things. I can leave some things. So I said, it's not good. Paul said, follow me as long as I follow Christ. So if you find now, I am no longer following Christ. Run for your life, oh. I said, do what? Don't discuss. Don't even pray for me. I say, run for your life. I begin to talk about foolish things. And I begin to say that, oh, even Jesus Christ did not come in the flesh. I begin to doubt the virgin birth of Christ. It is one reason to run. I began, so, ah, now Mary was married to Joseph and they even had two children before the Holy Ghost came. Brother, when you hear those kind of things, think about your salvation, you are missing. You have a reason. I can give you 25 reasons why you, can, you must live spirit life. And if anybody, live for your life. Living a church doesn't mean you have left Christ. Oh? You don't like those kind of things, eh? but I'm not asking to leave you. I'm just showing you that. As a pastor, don't follow me blindly. Because there is a realm. Oh, 
Bernard Bernard. Ah, you don't know him. Ah, if he said this, I see. It's not every time that what we say, God said it. So when I tell you, that, oh, brother, you're a nice guy. This is that is nice. I'm not telling that God said he's nice. You go and marry. I'm just talking to you. This is command. So this business. So I think it's a good business. I'm not saying that God said it. So when so that when a prophet is accepted, it's dangerous for the people because the people no longer want to test. Because the fact that you know that yesterday I was connected to God doesn't mean that today I'm still connected to God. There was a man who was organizing crusade with uh, this man, oh, Billy Graham. They put thousands. At a certain time, he said, he doesn't believe in Christ again. He put millions of people who, he said, I don't believe in Christ again. So the fact that you know my relationship yesterday doesn't mean that today I'm still with God. So that's why you don't have to take everything. And I'm the one telling you. I'm the one. Many people will not tell I'm telling you. There are prophecies I gave that God did not tell me. I told the people. One of them was when I was sitting in a car and two people were doing concern about the man of God. And God opened my eyes and I began to prophesy. The Lord told me right now, yesterday, you were in this hotel with this man. The man was married. In fact, whilst you were in the hotel, this was the dress the man was wearing. In fact, that was the singlet. That was the boxer the man was wearing. You were wearing this kind of panty. And people don't understand what it means. It's because of conviction. The lady was shocked. Ha! I said, the Lord is even telling me that the man has HIV AIDS. And when you people had sex, in fact, you want this number of friends, the man gave you HIV. So even as we are talking now, sister, you have HIV. You have HIV. Immediately I said, driver, I will light at the next junction. When I got them, they followed. What was the truth? The Lord told me she had sex yesterday. The Lord told me the man was married and the man was not for her. And the Lord told me several things. But the HIV is God did not tell me. I'm the one who told her. And I have to let them know. God wanted to connect to him. So, how many things have people told us? God said that God is innocent. But you are said that, ah, he's a prophet. So, whatever you say, don't be a fool. What any prophet in Ghana, any prophet in America, any prophet anywhere prophesied to you, I said, judge it. I said, do what? Judge every prophecy and judge the prophet. It is good for yourself and it's good for me. I have seen how people have been deceived. People have lost property because someone came in the name of a prophet. And because they had prophet, they lost all their senses. You see intelligent people misbehaving. Small boy leading their life. And the small boy is lying in the name of, of, of God. And God never said anything. You see, you see people losing their marriages. One day, I was talking, I said, they should tell that guy to keep quiet. Because the day I will descend on him, he will not like it. People ah, your wife is not what God has for you. Your wife. 
and some of me here because you had an issue with your wife. So the thing now came at the right time. Ah, man of God, OD, OD, Many have missed it. Many are connected. Many are lying. Many God never said it. They are saying it. I said, if anyone prophesy, judge it. I said, do what? I said, do what? I'm about to close. It's very important. We don't have to despise prophecy. But we have to despise prophets lying. Not prophesying. So, prophesying, we have to receive. But prophets lying, we have to reject it. I have dead many people. Because this is my calling. I've heard so much. And I challenge people. Come and let's sit down. And let's begin to talk. Because this gift of the prophetic, it can make you do crazy things, so one of these days, we closed from church and I was here. And someone brought me this shoe. How many of you were around? So I was sitting here and I, and I, was, I was standing there. I was sitting. Okay. And a person brought me the shoe and I said, wow, you give me a gift. Let's change it. And immediately I began to change. I began to talk to him. Ah, brother, why have you been giving double name? The guy was shocked. I said, ah, I'm seeing a man with the name Yabua. He said, that's my father. If my father even named me from me, I said, okay, let me begin the professor. And the guy was shocked. And the shockness of the prophetic, if I tell the guy, I see you have 17 cars. In fact, the car you wanted to bring to church was GE 20 dash 21. It is a Mercedes Benz um, S560. Ah, hold on. If I, you wanted to bring it and your wife told you she wanted to drive it. Say, ah, man of God, wash it, wash it. And I said, don't be telling me right now you have to sell three cars right now. How will you know if God did not say it? I went to to Onicha and they were not ready to hear prophet because people have lost their lands. They have lost their building because some people came in the name of prophet. But you see, I don't know whether believers don't know that we have a responsibility to judge every spiritual activity. Okay, so, so once we start the program, someone came to my house. And the person said, he met a prophet. And the prophet prophesied. And the prophet said, he should bring something that is, um, that is what it was. That is, that will cost him to me. I don't know anything about it. And he said, so he's bringing a snooker. I took the car. I also gave it out. Because me, greed is not in my heart. Greed. Greed. Pa, me pa. I like money. I dream money. 
I talk money. There is no day I don't do anything that will bring me closer to money. And that's the truth I'm telling you. There is no day. Not even when I'm tired. Not even when I'm, not even when I'm angry. Money. Don't joke. Don't joke. Even if I'm going to kiss my wife and I hear money, I'll do it. And I'll take the money first. I like money. But one of the things that God has helped me to deal with is to deal with greed. There are many things I'm still working on them. When I work on them, I will tell you. Like my anger, me, I worked on them. So, like I won't slap you. I deal with it. And the person brought it. And I'm asking myself, okay, so the prophet spoke. Was he convinced? Has he prayed about it? Has he judged the prophecy? And he brought it. And the, the next is I said, go and do. He said, Papa, I, that's why I've been I said, immediately go and do the rest. I'm pleading with you in the name of the Holy Spirit. I am anointed by God. I was called by God. I have seen strange things that marvels people. But any day God uses me to say something to you, Please judge what I said God said. So I don't take you for granted. So I don't take you for granted. Judge whatever I say that God said. Because you see, when you encounter a lady brought Her purse. I don't know that you saw it. One of the days. I gave it to Mr. Sean. It contains money. In dollars. And in pounds. She was in the church. And whilst I was ministering. Some things began to happen. And she said. While she was there. She knew the money was not for her. She knew. She fact, when they closed it, she said she could not get up. The person who invited her for the service was asking that she go. She could not lift up her leg. He said the presence, Belinda something. Said, the presence was so heavy. And finally, when she was able to get up, she could not take the purse. In this this week. And when she took the person, she could not open it. Because they said the money, the dollars, no, it was euros. The dollars and the euros. I, I gave Prophet Salam some to go and change. It's part of it. So piece of it. Don't do all of that. It's a piece of it. You in the house, when I gave Prophet Salam dollars and euros, I said, go and change and bring the money. We we'll talk about the rest later. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It will go on in Jesus' name. Let me close and let me go and look at my trade. 
So, so when we experience the spectacular, you can do crazy things. I'm telling you, there is nothing me. If I want to raise money in this church, there is no money I can't raise. I was in Nigeria. I gave one prophecy to one man. You, you married this years ago. Your wife, she was wearing ring, marriage ring. Your wife was going to give birth when your, your baby died. Three days after the death of the baby, your wife died. After your wife died, three days later, your, your daughter, 17 years old, uh, seven years died. Three days. Come and see. The place, oh my God. When I said, I need people to help the church, 10,000 dollars. Come and see people running. That's what I tell them. There's a program I put on Facebook. I was preaching a place where the place like a park. $10,000. People were running. Right now, when we go to 2000 there, it was like we're joking. I've ministered in places and I've told people what God. And when you encounter the prophetic, something it moves you. But then, the human aspect can also take over. Where people can take advantage of us. And, and when you get to that level, you don't want to hear anything about prophecy, about prophet. Oh, what is it? Because you forget that the Bible only did not ask you not to despise. He also asked you to prove. So you only saw the one that said don't despise. But the one that said prove all things. Someone come. Ah, no, last night I was in prayer and the Lord told me, you are my wife. I have heard things like that. And people's life has been messed up. I heard. Did you judge it? Did you judge it? Because I cannot. So he said, Why there? What last chance? What last chance? Because after these 30 days, God is raising a lot of men and women who will see, who will hear. But the enemy will also plant people in. And some of them, if they have not built themselves also well, what God have not said, they will say, God said it. I pray for you that God will help us not to despise prophecy. And God will also help us to prove all things. Say in the name of Jesus, from today, when I receive a prophetic word, I will not despise it. But I will judge it. I will prove it. I will not be gullible to receive everything. But I will judge it from today. I declare in the name of Jesus. When I receive a word from Bernard El Bernard. That thou sayest the Lord. I thank God. But I will judge it. I will prove it. I will judge it. I will prove it. When things are clarified this way. It put everybody in check. Not that we are suspecting anybody. But if you say God said it, let us judge it. Let us prove it. We love God said it. But not say, God said it. No, we need to judge it. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord bring you to the place of glory. May his counsel be established. 
May the prophetic be purified. May the prophetic be preserved. May the prophetic be purified. May the prophetic be preserved. We believe you have been blessed and inspired by today's word. For more of such messages, follow God's Oracle via podcast at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation and at Prophetic Faculty. You can also reach Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on plus 233-55-00-0096 or follow Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on social media via the following handles at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on Instagram at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation on Facebook and at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation on YouTube. Thank you and God bless you.